This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today's topic is the top four worries before you retire. I'm so relieved to know there's only four. (laughs) (laughs) I said the top four, Amy. (laughs) Oh, oh, duh. Okay, shoot. (laughs) Yeah, so Amy is joining me this morning. Welcome, Amy. Good morning, Mary. And here's the thing is that we hear the same worries a lot of times from people who are contemplating retirement. Mm -hmm. So we really want to just talk about these big four. Okay. And um, the, the first one, as you can imagine, is worrying about... How much do I need in order to retire? Mm-hmm. You know, what's my magic number? I'm right. worried I don't have enough. So how do I know if I have enough? Right. And if we had that crystal ball that told us how long we were going to live, it would really help, wouldn't that it? That would. <laughs> that would make my job so much easier <laughs> if I just knew when you were going to tip out of your canoe. <laughs> And how much inflation and just everything. Yes, exactly. If I could predict inflation and know what your expenses are and when your car is going to run out, we need to buy a new car for you. That would make it easier. Top of your game. Absolutely. So the thing about it is there are all of these unknowns when it comes to retirement planning, right? You don't know how long you're going to live. Right. But you know how long your parents may have lived or maybe they're still living. So what you can know is whether or not longevity runs in your family. Right. Right. So how about your parents, Amy? What ages did they live to? Uh, late 80s. Okay. Both of them. Yes. There you go. But I will say my mom didn't live as long as her mother, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. But um, generally, yeah, you tend to live mm-hmm. at least that long. Because I also have my background, you know, Mary, in assisted living. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I have a friend that I know whose father passed away when he was 56 years old. And this friend of mine said, I'm never going to outlive my dad. I know I'm going to die when I'm 56 and I'm going to live my life like that. So he, I mean, it was like game on. (laughs) Let's go have fun. Let's spend this money because I'm going to die when I'm 56 years old. Well, he's now in his late 60s, so clearly oh. his game plan did not go the way he thought it Maybe would. Maybe that's the way you do it, reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to die young. I can tell you he enjoyed his life. <laughs> wow. But he is running into the issue of didn't plan to live as long as he did right, because right. he just had this absolute belief that he was not going to outlive his own father. And um, so everybody has their own age they have a gut check number sure right like mm-hmm. you have in in your gut you've got a number that you think you're going to live to mm-hmm. and it's completely not grounded in any level of reality actually mary i would rephrase <laughs> that i have a number that i hope i don't reach That's... oh there you go <laughs> that might be a, you with your assisted living background i can yeah. see why you oh, might yeah. say that yeah. it goes downhill at a certain point it's like ah Right. But how does that translate Mm -hmm. into this worry that people have when they come to retire Mm -hmm. of how much do I need? Okay. Sure. So the other swing factor is, well, it completely depends on how much you want to spend. Sure. Right. And that's why retirement planning is so individualized and so customized Mm -hmm. is that it depends on how much you want to spend. It depends on how much you have. It depends on how long you're going to live. It depends on if you're single versus married. It depends on if you want to leave a legacy for your family. 
There's all these different factors that it depends on, which is why it creates this worry for people. Right. Okay. So let me tell you about a rule of thumb that you can use as a very loose gauge for how much you might need to retire. All right. right. I want to be really clear. This is not financial planning. (laughs) This is a rule of thumb. All right. So here's the thing. You can take the pool of money that you've saved for retirement, and there's a rule called the 4% rule. All right. So if you spend about 4% a year of the money that you have, chances are you probably won't run out. 4%. 4%. If you start spending more than 4%, you're increasing your chances of running out. Okay. If you spend less than 4%, you're increasing your chances of not running out. Now, this is not a perfect science. Not 44. 4%. <laughs> so let me put that into real numbers for you. Yeah. If you have saved a million dollars, 4% is $40,000. Okay. Okay. So if you say to me, I want to live on $120,000 a year in my retirement, and if you don't have any other sources of income, then the quick and dirty calculation is, well, you probably need about $3 million saved because 4% is 120000 Gotcha. Now, what will blow that up? It's this little insidious thing called sequence of returns risk. Sequence of returns risk basically means if you get negative returns the first few years of your retirement, your entire retirement plan could be blown up. Sure. If those negative returns come midway through or at the end of your retirement, it doesn't have the same impact. And that's why this is a rule of thumb and not an absolute. Okay. Okay. But... You can kind of use that as a gauge to help yourself figure out how much you want to retire on. So if you have $100,000, how much can you take? Yeah. $4,000 a year, right? That's not enough to live on. Mm -hmm. If you have Social Security coming in of $30,000 a year and you have several hundred thousand saved, then you can add your 4% on top of your Social Security or you can add your pension on top of that and you can kind of get a gauge of how much you might need. Right. Okay. The other thing, though, that that 4% rule doesn't take into consideration is inflation. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, we are moving into a time where inflation is starting to go up. We have had a gift over the last 10 years of very, very low inflation. We are moving into a higher inflationary time, and we have to keep that in time. The cost of things is just going to go up. Right. Right? So do you remember how much you spent on your first car, Amy? Um. Well, it wasn't my first car. My dad bought my first car. Okay. All right. First <laughs> I was car lucky. you bought yourself. Yeah. And then I worked for a company. I had a company car. Okay. Um, well, wow. You had a pretty good deal yeah, early I did. on. I was lucky. Um, I think I spent I don't, maybe 20000 Okay. Not a lot. So $20,000 actually would have been a lot for a car. Yeah. There's plenty of cars you can get for under 20000 now. But the, the thing that's kind of interesting is when you talk to like your parents. Mm-hmm. Their last car that they bought probably cost more than their first house. Right. Absolutely. So inflation is real and it happens. Yes. And that all points to this worry of how much do I need to retire. Mm -hmm. So the best advice I can give you is that if you're wondering that, you probably should talk to a financial planner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I happen to know a good one. Just saying. I do too. (laughs) But um, the other thing you can do if you're wondering as about that is you can, you know, look at some of the different resources that are out there. There's a lot of different articles out there. There's different ways that you can set up your finances to build the best income from them. 
Um, lots of good books out there. And speaking of books, my most recent book called Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger is going to be hitting stores across America in the middle of June. That's really exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I am really <laughs> excited about it. It's been a best-selling ebook on Amazon now for months, and um, it hit the number one bestseller spot in six different countries. So I'm very excited about that. And um, I literally just got my pre-order copies oh, that are what the a thrill. physical book. What a thrill. Yeah, it's very exciting to actually touch it and feel it. <laughs> And what I love about them is that it's kind of a smaller book. Right. And I designed it that way on purpose because I don't want it to be intimidating for people no. who really don't want to spend hours and days and days reading about right. this. Right. 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 It's a guide. It's a quick read, yes. but it's, got, it's packed full of good stuff. It is packed full of good stuff. And for you listeners out there, we are having a book signing event at my office on May the 4th from 3 o'clock till 6.30. It's a drop-in event. We'd love for you to drop in, get a bite to eat, have a cocktail, and pick up a free Signed copy of my book. Yes. Ready to pull so the retirement open house, trigger. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Open house style. Um, we'd love for you to RSVP so we know how many people are coming. You don't Which have to, though. To you me. can just drop in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but go out to our website at sterkfinancialservices.com and let us know you're coming. And we would love for you to be there. Um, get your free book and it will answer some of these worries that you have. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. So, Amy, what's the next worry that you think that um, people who are approaching retirement have? Well, um, I would say, are we going to run out was like right up there. But I think healthcare is huge, Mary. Are you going to stay well? What kind of problems? Obviously, we have to die from something. So, well, yes. you know, I mean, yes, we could get hit by a bus and it never is about <laughs> healthcare. But healthcare um, is is a sticky topic within retirement. It is a very sticky topic. Mm-hmm. And, and healthcare in retirement has I would say three different things that are sticky about it. Number one, you have the worries about your own health, right? right? Like what you're worried about is, am I going to get sick? Mm -hmm. You know, or is something going to happen? The second one is worrying about trying to make sense of Medicare, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And the third one is, what if I need to go into a nursing home? Yeah. Right? So those are the big three health issues that people worry about in retirement. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about the top four worries that people have before they retire. We've talked about the worry of how much do I need and will I run out? Now we're diving into what if I have a health issue? Okay. So the top three things that most people approaching retirement worry about when it comes to their health is, are they going to get sick? Mm-hmm. You know, how, to, how what's that going to happen? Or then how do you make sense of Medicare? Mm-hmm. And then what if you have an issue that puts you in a nursing home? Okay. Okay. So those are all very meaty topics. And I just want to let our listeners know that we have done shows about all of those topics that are in-depth shows that you can find on our webpage or you can find on our podcast on iTunes. Okay. So if you want to dive into the details on some of those, go back and listen to some of those old podcasts. Okay? Yes. But the bottom line is Medicare has four parts, and you're going to have to figure out all four. There's part A, there's part B, there's part D, and there's a Medicare supplement. Mm-hmm. A and B are handled by the government. 
D and the supplement are handled by an insurance agent. And the best advice I can give you is to go find an insurance agent that you trust that can help walk you through the whole process. Okay. Okay. The nursing home side of things is very complex. Some people want to insure against that and some people don't. Now, my professional opinion is this. If you have less than $300,000 of total retirement assets, I'm not sure that you need to insure against it because if that's what your budget is going to be comprised of, you might not be able to afford it on the budget that you're going to have in mm-hmm. retirement. Right. If you have more than $3 million worth of retirement assets, I also question if you need it, you might want it because that might not be how you want the money to be spent in retirement. But needing it is a different story because you probably can fund a stay at a nursing home. It's those people that have between 300000 and $3 million worth of retirement assets, that, especially if you're married, that are in this group where I think you seriously need to consider it. Mm-hmm. And the reason for it is a nursing home stay is so expensive, just getting more expensive as we go, and it can blow up your retirement budget. So Amy, think about this for a second. Let's say that your retirement budget was... $80,000 a year. That's what you and your spouse are living on. Wee. Okay. We're not, that's a modest yeah. budget. That's nothing yeah. that's too crazy extravagant, right? There's a lot of people in the Midwest yeah. who live on that budget in retirement. Imagine if all of a sudden you had to pull $50,000 out of that budget to put your spouse into a nursing home. Right. It, yeah. Blows up it's your dev- It devastates yeah. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You've got 30000 left for you to live a lifestyle that normally is taken 80000 mm-hmm. So the quality of lifestyle that a spouse that doesn't need care have is the main problem for people when a spouse has a health issue. Yes. There are multiple mm-hmm. kinds of coverage. And if someone is interested in exploring what their options are, just give us a call. Come out to our website. We'll be happy to walk you through the differences in the types of coverages that are out there. Because some are definitely better than other. And everything has pros and cons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. Another thing that people get nervous about when they retire are, how am I going to handle spending so much time with my spouse. (laughs) (laughs) This is really a concern. It is. And whether you've been with the same spouse your entire (laughs) adult married life or you're with a second spouse or whatever, um, it's a change in your lifestyle. It's a change for both of you. And I think you and I were joking um, at the break that I have this memory of my mom going downstairs to the laundry room to just have her, That's that was her room that's her woman mm-hmm. cave you know <laughs> and then my dad retired and uh I would hear him walk downstairs and she'd say Bob will you get out of here because she just <laughs> that was her because yeah. <laughs> she felt like he just was following her around sure you know <laughs> yep I knew a couple who the wife had retired um several years before the husband did and mm-hmm. she kind of had her routine sure right? and so when he retired um Her words to him were, don't be expecting me to make you lunch, ever. (laughs) You are in charge of making your own lunch. I have my routines. I am never going to make you lunch. Yes. There's, well, and I I had a couple where the, the, uh, my friend is still working, the wife, and the husband's older and he retired and she told him, 
don't be coming home drunk at four in the afternoon after a round of golf every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you're just jealous. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see where that the, might the be The buddy too. time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. All right. So the bottom line with this is that these issues are real. Yeah. Any kind of transition you have in your lifestyle with working in retirement is going to add a new dimension to your marriage. It does. So um, this is the emotional readiness component that I actually talk about in my book, Ready to Pull the Retirement Mm -hmm. Trigger, because you do have to spend some time ahead of time thinking about and preparing for what retirement's actually going to look like. And all joking aside, Mary, you know, you see so many retirees that look for that ideal part-time position Mm -hmm. where it doesn't mess with their social security. They can only make so much, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a thought, you know, those courtesy drivers, and (laughs) the Walmart (laughs) greeter icon. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's, um, it's just something to keep in mind because How am I going to handle things with my spouse? How are we going to get along? Is that going to be a problem? That is one of the top four worries that retirees face. Yes. You know, and there are some programs out there where retirees, let's say you are a retired accountant, you can go um, contribute uh, Mm -hmm. your services. Like a volunteer Mm -hmm. type of thing Mm -hmm. with your expertise. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the final worry that we want to talk about today is... Are my investments set up properly for retirement? Okay. Okay. That's the fourth worry that I hear people talk about all the time. And, you know, many people have adopted this strategy with their investments. I'm not going to open the envelopes when my statements come. (laughs) That is their investment plan. (laughs) Might I suggest that not be your retirement plan? (laughs) And I know there's people out there listening who are smirking saying, "Uh, how did she know that about me? (laughs) But here's the thing. Your investments do need to be set up properly. And there are strategies that help investments fare better during the retirement period than others. Okay. Okay. One of the things is you want to make sure you have something called liquidity. Liquidity means access to the money without a lot of hefty penalties or fees, Mm -hmm. okay? So for sure you need to have liquidity. Now, how much? I don't know because that depends on your situation, okay? Another thing is some of your investments most likely need to be pointed at creating income for you. Oh, sure. Okay? Now, there's a huge paradigm shift that happens where you've gone (laughs) all your life saving this money. Yeah. And now you're going to start spending it. And most people start to feel like they're doing something wrong. Oh, absolutely. Because they've never spent this money before. Being irresponsible. Yes, it's been off limits. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They want to be prudent of it. They want to be good stewards of this money. Mm -hmm. They've never been able to touch it before. And now touching it feels like the wrong thing or a dirty thing Mm -hmm. or like they're being naughty or something. Mm -hmm. They're breaking the rules. Right. Right. And so there's a paradigm shift. And what what's important is to allocate a certain amount of your wealth that you've accumulated to providing income for yourself. Because, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, that's the point. Right. Yeah. The point of you having saved for retirement is to have a retirement. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The so, golden years. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. So allocating some money to income generating strategies and some money to liquidity in case you need it mm-hmm. is part of the way that your investments should be set up during retirement. Okay? okay. Now, the other thing that people wonder is, well, are they performing well? Yeah. 
And the answer to that is I don't know until I analyze them, right? There are different analysis tools out there so you know whether or not the investments you have are above average or below average. So they're compared with similar type investments? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh Yep. They're compared with their peer groups. We look at different things, look at how they've done in different market cycles and things like that. And that's a really important thing to do before you actually pull that retirement trigger. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing that's important to know about having your investment set up properly is whether or not you have skew in your allocation. All right, so you've all probably heard the words asset allocation. You've all heard the words diversification. Those are just big fancy words for not having all of your eggs in one basket, Uh right? There's different asset classes, different segments of money, okay? There are certain percentages that make sense to have your money in, and those percentages start to shift when you enter that retirement phase, All right. So if you have the same diversification strategy when you walk into retirement as you did for the last 20 years, I just want you to think about the fact that that might not be the most effective strategy when you go from the accumulation phase into the distribution phase. And, you know, Mary, it's interesting because we were talking about the emotional uh, readiness, Mm -hmm. but there's also emotion tied into your investments. Oh, sure. You Mm -hmm. know, I was thinking about that with Yep. People are very attached to certain investments that they have. Mm -hmm. Some people are not attached to them at all. Those are the people that don't ever (laughs) open their statements. (laughs) So, all right. So we've talked about wondering how much you need to retire or running out. We've talked about whether or not your investments are set up properly. We've talked about what if you have a health issue in retirement. And we've talked about how am I going to get along with this spouse of mine (laughs) when when we do pull that retirement trigger. And those are four of the top worries that we hear retirees say. We'd love for you to come out to our office on May the 4th and pick up your free signed copy of my new book, Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. Mm -hmm. You can get it before it hits stores in June. And uh, I hope that this information has been valuable for you as you move towards your own retirement planning. Yes. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.